If this is your first time here, I recommend you start at episode one since this story is told in chronological order. In the last episode, I got sick and it was not fun. Not to mention, there's been a lot more work travel recently, which has taken up so much of my spare time. It also explains the raspy voice, which I will get into a little more later on. But for now, please just excuse this low quality voice I have today. Okay, let's kick it off. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In this podcast, I will be documenting my journey of what it is like to make a complete 180 in life. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time. The good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I will be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. Before we get started, let me update you about what's been going on with me this week. This week, I'm feeling like I'm fully living a double life. My work's annual sales conference was this week, and we were all required to fly to the U.S., Atlanta, Georgia, to be precise, where we had to attend a week-long conference. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good work trip back to the U.S. because living and working in Dubai means I only get to come home once a year. So coming to the U.S. for work makes this trip even sweeter. And it's really rare I get to come home to the U.S. for a work trip. And also... That does get to me and I get to see some coworkers that are more friends than colleagues who work in the other offices. I don't get to see them as much as I used to before COVID changed everything. So finally seeing them this week will make this double life struggle a little more worth it. Now, keep in mind, my trip here to Atlanta was a schedule fully packed with work events. We had workshops, we had meetings and dinners and award ceremonies, and we did have a lot of team bonding nights almost every night this week. We had to show up from 8 a.m. and we went till late night every night this week. So getting the podcast out was honestly a miracle. Also, the crazy schedule led to the loss of my voice, as you can tell. Okay, I'll be honest. It didn't help that my friends and I went out to karaoke two nights in a row and still showed up at 8 a.m. to the workshops with very little sleep. So... Not going to lie, recording this episode out of my hotel room after getting very little sleep, it was a bit of a struggle. I will share more with you on how things went for me this week to balance out these two lives on my Instagram page. The link is in the show notes. Okay, back to the side hustle stuff. About two episodes ago, I asked you all to weigh in on your favorite logo concepts that were given to me by the graphic designer I hired from Fiverr. I got several comments on the Instagram post where I showed you all what the different logo concepts looked like. If you haven't seen them, you can go back on the Instagram page and even share your thoughts. There was a lot of good feedback and it actually helped me weigh out the pros and cons of each of the logos. So making a final decision on this logo is a major step for me. I went back and forth on the ones I thought which would match more the brand image I was looking for. Eventually, I just had to make a choice. 
which is a scary thing to do. I feel like I might be picking the wrong one. To try to take the pressure off of making this what feels like a forever decision, I told myself, okay, this doesn't have to be final. If I want to change the logo again in the future, I totally can. Which honestly is true. I'm realizing this more and more. I can change things as I go. Nothing has to be permanent. If I feel like changing it in the future, why not? I'm the one that's in control. So here it is. Drum roll, please. The logo for Nella that I will go with right now will be logo number three. Okay, of course, I don't expect you to know exactly what logo number three looks like right now, but you can go to my Instagram page to see exactly what I'm referring to. I liked the asymmetrical block lettering and even the circular pattern. It made it feel more like a symbol and a logo all in one. It felt simple, impactful, and professional. It's exactly what you want out of a logo. I can envision this logo printed on all of my products, and I like how it looks. Well, right now I like how it looks in my head. But I feel like there's a lot of good potential here. Now, one of my good friends made a really good point. The circular logos are not always brand friendly when it comes to using it in different areas like a website, which makes total sense. So I think if I need to make a second version of the logo, I'll just have to make it without the circular pattern around the text, which is fine. So there it is. Finally, Nella has a logo. Okay. Now to jog your memory a little bit, back in episode four, I picked my top three products, which I wanted to push to the supplier search phase. I started writing my email, which would be sent to the suppliers. While writing that out, I realized I didn't even have a brand to pitch to them at the time. So now that Nella is officially my brand with a logo and a business email and even a domain right now, it's time to start finding these suppliers. Okay, to find the suppliers, let me explain to you how I'm doing this. I'm using a website called Alibaba, where you can search from an endless list of suppliers that helps to meet your needs. It's kind of like how you might find a place to stay on Airbnb that meets the different housing requirements you're looking for. Yes, most of the suppliers on the site are from China, which I'm learning is actually a really common place to source a lot of these types of products. So you can go to the website, create your account using your business email to make you look more legit, and start doing a search for the suppliers using the keywords of the products that you're looking to source. I will start with my Ziploc bag storage organizer product idea. So in the search bar, I switched it to search for manufacturers and I typed my keywords. I typed Ziploc bag storage organizer. I got a list of suppliers that already make these types of products. So I started going through all of my options and marking the ones I liked as favorites. I was looking for things like good ratings and product images that looked nice. After I got a list of about 9 to 10 or so, I used Alibaba to send them all a message asking them to share the information that I was looking for. Hello, my name is Amy and I represent a company with a store on Amazon.ae in the UAE. I'm looking to work with a manufacturer and more importantly, build a long-term successful relationship. In episode four, I went through what the supplier email should say. So you can go back and listen to that to hear more details about that. As they will be a large determining factor in the manufacturer we select to partner with. A large determining factor of the manufacturer we select to partner with. That sounds weird. 
they will be a large determining factor when choosing when choosing the manufacturer we wish to partner with. Please review the below questions and provide me with as much information as possible. I ask for you to be as thorough as you can in your initial answers as they will be a large determining factor when choosing the manufacturer we wish to partner with. I had to write out my email to three different types of suppliers, one for each of the products I'm looking to evaluate. I had to keep rereading this email over and over to make sure things looked perfect. I need to reach out to a supplier for the Ziploc bag storage organizer, a different one for the expandable bath tip trays, and a different one for the epoxy resins. So the steps I took to finding the suppliers for the Ziploc bag storage organizer I just needed to repeat that same thing for all the other manufacturer types. And of course, as with every step I'd taken so far in this journey, I kept falling prey to more self-doubt and thinking again that this just feels like a stupid idea. And why am I even doing this? I feel like there's this big pendulum swing in my head that just keeps going back and forth between excitement and fear, and I cannot seem to stop myself from always going back into the fear side. So I've been sitting here for the past few hours. It's Saturday, almost 1 p.m. at this point, and I am getting ready to reach out to suppliers. I have my list of suppliers. I have the three products that I am going to be reaching out for, and I've been spending the last couple of hours completely second guessing myself. I am suddenly thinking that all my ideas are so dumb. Why would anybody buy these products? Oh, just like I was so excited the last couple of weeks to feel like I'm really working towards something and things are finally moving forward. But as I'm about to reach out to these suppliers, I'm like starting to get tingles, like not good tingles, getting a lot of anxiety because, okay, so I'm about to reach out to suppliers for a bathtub tray. So a tray that goes along your bath that you can put your iPad or like your wine glass and just enjoy a nice bath. So I'm, I'm reaching out to suppliers for these trays and I'm just like, Oh my God, nobody would buy mine. Why would anybody look into like buying one of these? There's a lot of people that have put down negative reviews on some of them. And I've gone through so many negative reviews and I am just thinking like, oh crap, like I'm going to be one of those that people didn't like. And I am just like, this is not going to work out for me. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but that's like... Yeah, I think I'm just starting to get really anxious about this now. But yeah, I mean, I think we just have to give it a shot. I don't know why I just have a feeling all of this is just going to crash and burn. I'm going to waste so much money. Okay, I think. Oh, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. We just have to do it. We have to see. But again. With every swing over to the fear side, I'm trying to push it all the way back to the confident side, the side that tells myself I can do this. So let's reach out to suppliers. 
We got this. We got this. Okay. So Alibaba.com. Check all contact supplier. Oh. Okay. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine suppliers for this product for liquid epoxy resin dyes. Okay. Um, contacting suppliers for Ziploc organizer. Check all contact supply. Sample logo is attached. Oh crap. Send inquiry. Oh my god. I'm actually sending. Ugh. Okay. I don't know why I feel so nervous, scared. I mean, kind of sick to my stomach. Okay, whatever. Just send it. I can't think about it. Okay, send inquiry. Sending now. Inquiry sent successfully. Okay. Now I go to other products and reach out to other suppliers. Oh my gosh, I got responses so quickly. <laughs> that took like five seconds. I don't even know how they responded so fast. Okay, so hello, Amy. Good day. Number one, yes. 500 pieces. Okay, so I guess 500 pieces is a minimum order quantity. It's about $8.8 US dollars per piece. For 500, it's about 8.4 per piece for a thousand on X work price covered waterproof varnish. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to track all of this. Um, lead time 30 to 45 days from 500 pieces to a thousand. Yes, you can print your UPC label. My WhatsApp number is 861. Da, da, da. Okay. Yes, trade assurance is $100 and a sample cost for shipping is $70 to $80. Oh, okay. This is exciting. Getting responses from the suppliers with legitimate answers to my questions was honestly a shock. Okay, so I've just received some responses back from some suppliers, which to me has been a massive major step forward. Like I know that I'm should be getting responses. I know that that is not that big of a deal, but to start receiving communication from suppliers of all the details that I need to know, it's just becoming more real and real. And it's just, I feel so lonely. I'm just sitting here by myself in my apartment. My dog's asleep. My cat's asleep. It's middle of the day, just after 3.30 on a Saturday, and I am by myself just trying to start a new life and a new business, and I don't know. I just have so many feelings, and it's also not just thoughts in my head. It also feels very, like, physical, like I have a knot in my stomach. Uh, my head is like I'm trying to keep my head from wandering like 
because I immediately want to be like, okay, I really should just stop before this gets too far, before it's too late. I shouldn't be doing this anyway. I have all these thoughts of just quitting now, going through my head, especially feeling so lonely. And I feel like I can't even tell anybody. Not that I can't tell anybody. I'm just not telling anybody right now. Maybe I should call my family. I haven't spoken to them in a while. Coming up, scenes from the next episode. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. I think, like, having seen this idea for 15 seconds, (laughs) it seems like one cutter is plenty. That's what I was thinking. Like, I think two cutters is almost overkill. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get this podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at starting over underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated and I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.